and hey, welcome everybody. Well, oh, to uh, go ahead. Another week of grounded with Brandon and Craig. That's right. That was sloppy. It was sloppy, but it was different. It was different. You didn't but know I was going to do that, did you? I did not know I you were going to do that. Right. He was like, "Yeah, go for it." And I was so waiting I for him. He took a big deep breath. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here and drink my coffee, and you can do talk it, to the people. It. Talk to the people, right? Talk to the people. So here we are. We're sitting here on a Monday morning. I was coming into church, um, and um, I left the house a little early. I'll give you a little um, synopsis anyway. Little I left the house into little... Craig's morning. Yeah. <laughs> I left the house a little early because I had a couple things to do. I needed to get gas, need to run my truck through the car wash because it was just toasted from the mm-hmm. weekend weather, mud and grime and salt. And so I, I got through that pretty good. But when I came out of the car wash to turn right to go get gas at Sheets, a train had come. So if you've ever been in Marysville and – who puts a train going through a town is my question. I mean, this this has to be something from the 1930s or 40s. So the traffic was so backed up. It was like it was like being in Western Hills in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is crazy. So uh, but I finally got here. But, hey, good news. Sunny. It's sunny. Going up to 61. Left the house. It was 30. Mm-hmm. But um, it's going to be nice coming up. It's going to be nice coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean – You've got a good day planned, I hear. Got a good day planned. This man. I'm not doing anything. Oh. You're not soaking your feet in cherry mm. almond or something like that? Not that I know of. Uh, not right. Tonight. That's tonight. Not that I know of. You, are, you do have a big day planned, though. Yeah. My wife, uh, my, my wife's heading to, uh, to Florida here this coming weekend. And so for her birthday, I reached out. And, um, actually, I had her mother reach out for me but to the lady um that does her nails and got her an appointment to to get her nails done so she go get that that done this afternoon before she goes to florida this coming weekend and, and she's what day does she leave saturday so it's just you and the kids i don't know what i'm gonna do sunday because Ooh. like you know after service who's gonna put my guitar away for me She's like my little roadie like she shuts the sound system down and she puts your mic and stuff away i got in trouble um, last week, it. I heard about it because we showed up. We had a funeral that it. we were here for Saturday, and and I was like, I'll just use Craig's mic. Dude, so, I had, what did you do to my mic? Because that was why your head is big. No, I shrunk it. I was teasing you because your head is big. <laughs> Not really. Not sometimes. But anyways, um, so we showed up, and and I'm like, yeah, I'll just use Craig's mic. She goes, um, you didn't put Craig's batteries back on the charger Sunday because she left last Sunday. Oh, okay. Not, oh, yeah, not yeah, yeah. yesterday, yes, but yes. last Sunday. Um, and she went to lunch with a couple of uh, Kennedy's yep. teachers yep. and they went to lunch together for Kennedy's birthday. And so I had to shut everything down and put my own guitar away. It yes. was brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. But then she got mad at me because I didn't put your batteries back on the charger. So I got, I got in trouble. I, I told her yesterday, I said, boy, you do all the work around here. She's like, I know, I know, right? Every, everybody needs a good roadie. Exactly. Exactly. I love you, sweetie. <clears throat> so um, you're going to be with it's just you and the kids for how many days? So she leaves Saturday night, and um, and they they come back. Uh, I think Wednesday evening. So she's going to be gone, mm-hmm. and like why she's gone is supposed to be near seventy for two or three days. She's not she happy back, about that. The temperatures drop again. She's not happy about I that. Know, I'm right? like, baby, can't you? Um, <laughs> you know, can't you enjoy the fact that the weather's going to be nice for us too? I don't. I think that's bugging her. You know that. I can't wait. I literally, I, I just can't wait for, for the weather to, uh, to change. But hey, uh, w- the weather is nice. Um, mm-hmm. it's sunny. It was actually beautiful this it was. morning. It was. And, um, and I'll tell you what, we're, we're drinking some good coffee. We've kind of, we're, we've kind of had two different kinds this morning. We started technically off. three. True. I mean, counting the shot of espresso. True. Um, we started out with, we used a K cup and it was really good. Okay. And, Okay. Disclaimer. Okay. Disclaimer. Yeah. I am not a fan of K cups. You you lap that down like nobody's Be, business. And I'm not a fan of them because I feel like they don't brew well. This did. And they ha- or have a film like at the bottom. This had no film at the bottom of the. Got to get the right kind of K cup. Well, these were Black Rifle. Somebody dropped these off to us and said, "Here, you need to try these." And so, um, you know, we I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, try them." I mean, Black Rifle, I'll try anything. And these are I had to pull it up because it just had a picture of a bear on it. Um, I guess the the box has more of the the picture. The bear's sitting at a bar, it looks like, and it's bourbon flavored single serve K cups. When we brewed them, I 
like it, it smelled like breakfast. I'm telling you, it smelled like like maple sausage or maple, maple bacon. bacon. It was crazy. Like I went down to the kitchen and brought back a a fork and a knife because I thought we so were going to have to We actually eat. didn't drink the first cup. We ate it. We ate it. Yes. We, had to... we ate the first cup of coffee and it was good. I mean, it sliced well. It was great. It went down good. No, that was, that was the best, the best. This, mm-hmm. this is saying something. That's the best K cup I've ever had. I'm going to be honest with you. It was really a good cup of coffee. And then we threw, I threw the shot of espresso. Espresso. And it was really good. That was, it was really good. 30 presents out. I drank mine straight. Yeah, you did. Um, so can you buy those? I mean, where do you get those? Can you order them? The K cups? The K cups. You can order them off Black Rifle's website. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're actually back ordered right now. Mm-hmm. If you guys, we talk about Black Rifle coffee all the time. And if you ever want to try it, um, you know, I don't know. It's not like I can give them props to Walmart or something, but Walmart has a great selection of Black mm-hmm. Rifle coffee, and it's right in their coffee section. You can get K-Cups, and you can get uh, the bags. You can grind it or whatever, but um, if you're just looking for something, and they got all different kinds. they got like a breakfast blend. they got a medium roast. they got dark yep. roast. I really like the dark. So, yep. But if you're ever at Walmart and you're looking for some good coffee, I would stop and look at that because uh, Black Rifle's. Um, and if you're in you know, Richwood, J&J. Um, the gun shop on the corner of Franklin Street in Richwood carries quite a big selection as well. I think all of his is pre-ground. So okay. there's no, I, I'm a whole bean guy and I get mine. I just, I should have a shipment coming soon. Um, shipment. Okay. And he looked at me weird. Um, but they, uh, they carry them as well and they've got a good selection of, of ground coffee. Yeah. And, and black rifle. So yeah, if you ever, if you guys are want to do that, I mean, just take a look at that because, uh, it's well worth it. I've, I've really never had anything bad from black rifle. No. Nope. At all. Even their lighter roast. I mean, I, ha- I haven't minded it. It's not my favorite, right. but, um, it's, it's, it's really good. So. But what we're drinking now in our cup. So we're, you know, black rifle cake up, black rifle shot of espresso. Now. And now we are on to. The old faithful roadkill possum coffee. Yeah, it's so good. And I've, uh, I had to pull a couple bones out, but it was good. It's been really good. See, yeah, I sifted my bones yeah, out, but I, I left yours in. Because you left a couple whiskers in mine too. That's what so, you get yeah. for giving me a hard time all the time. <laughs> you know, that's a real, that's some really good coffee. It is. That's from, coffee. that one's the one from Podunk Holler, South Carolina. Yeah. So thank you again. Um, that, uh, that's a good gift. And, um, that's the gift that's keep on giving all the way to the end of, uh, February. Mm-hmm. So it's great. So we are at the end of February. Right? Oh my, yeah. So we've got like um, three days left. This is leap year, right? It is leap year. So let me ask you a question. What are you going to do with your extra day? It's a free day, bro. What are you going to do with it? So what day is that? Thursday? It's Thursday, the 29th. It's a a total free day. Like you you get one free day. So what are you going to do with it? That's normally like worship practice night we may have to cancel i mean that we shouldn't even have it because the day doesn't exist it really doesn't exist let's just sleep all day can you imagine being born on february 29th you'd be like what four years old now yeah if well i'd be it comes around every seven years is it seven years or four years four years uh seven i think it's seven seven years okay yeah really seven years mm-hmm. wow so the next time this comes around i'm gonna be like 60 something you're going to be 40-something. I would be like just over five and a half years old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Kennedy's older. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> she just turned seven. Oh, my gosh. So what else is uh, going on? You got um, you got something planned, don't you? Isn't there something you're doing? I don't know. I thought you were doing something. I think I'm going to do a so, – so I just finished up um, – We'll get into my running routine right now, see what's happening. I finally made it outside. I wasn't going to run Friday. I thought, you know what? I need a day off from running. And I'm standing there. I'm drinking a cup of coffee, standing in my kitchen, and the sun starts shining outside. And I looked at my wife, and I'm like, man, it is too nice outside. I'm going to go for a run. So I went to Marysville and put five miles in. It was beautiful. So the trail tore up? It wasn't too bad. A lot of debris. So I went up to the top section that goes across the bridge. Yeah. And then I cut. It's windy up there, isn't it? It is windy. But I cut windy. right um, there and went down the hill, down into Mill Valley, and I ran okay. through Mill Valley. I ran all the way out to the the um, roundabout that's yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, and I ran all the way past that up to where Turkey Hill is. 
Okay. And I turned around okay. at Turkey Hill, came back and went down another street and you, okay. I, and I was just running. I was like, yeah, I'll see where this goes. And I thought maybe it'd shoot me off down toward the trail, but no, it was a dead end. So mm-hmm. I had to turn around in the loop and the little cul-de-sac there and come nice. back out and find my way back. But, nice. but it was fun. So, um, I think I'm going to run. They're having a 5k there the day after my birthday. Oh, and which we're talking about going to Texas Day Brazil the night of my birthday. Right? When is that? March 15th. Is that a Friday? It's a Friday. Okay. And Anita's birthday is the day before? The day before that. Because, and I'm sure that Anita wants to celebrate by going to Texas Day Brazil. Oh, I'm sure. She can have the salad bar. Oh, God. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up for this 5K. Okay. Thankfully, the start time is like 10 a.m. Because if it was an early start time after eating Texas Day Brazil the night before. anyway at like 10 a.m. Like I'm. We better eat early. We will. We will. Make three. Right? I'm hoping to be able to... Um, okay, I'm going to throw it out there, and then we'll come back here in a few weeks and let everybody know how I do. All right. My goal, this is kind of like my big goal, mm-hmm. I would love to be able to run a sub-25K. Is that your stomach? It is. Oh, my goodness. Let's see those cookies. Oh yeah, we also had Samoas. Girl, <laughs> right. I, I I caved yesterday. Jordan and I went to Walmart yesterday afternoon. You're spiderwebbed on you. I'm spiderwebbed. We'll come back again. We'll come back to the the running the 5K. But anyways, I caved and bought Girl Scout cookies. I just had to. I had okay. one too. You had two. I too. I think it was, I think it was the coconut that's tearing me up. It, I, I love. I knew you would like those because you're a German chocolate fan. I do. Those are very good. Those, yeah. those are kind of like German chocolate. You're right. right. You're right. Yeah. So anyway, so I would love to run a sub 20 minute 5K, which is, is cooking, especially at 39 years old, which I will be 39 in a day at that point. Um, not as old as you, but still. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. anyways, um, so we'll see, but no, I just got done this week. I had a guy reach out to me from college. And he wanted, he'd been running for quite a while as well, a little over a year now. And, and he was like, Hey, I'm looking for people to keep me accountable in running and, and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So he set up a challenge and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be able to do these challenges every week because when I put my mind to something like I'm, I'm going to do it. And so like when I ran this past week, I ran a lot on the treadmill because of how cold it was and all that snow and everything. And, um, I, uh, you know, when I would run, I was running certain, um, um, plans on on the treadmill. And so it would be a set time, like 42 minutes, 48 minutes, an hour. And, you know, I ran a, I ran a 10 K one day, which is 6.2 miles. And I ended up that day running 11 miles because I ran into the cool down. Mm-hmm. section so I, I ran like an hour and a half hour and 33 minutes or something like that but what i did was instead of running the pace that the trainer was running at i bumped my pace up so i could get more miles in so Thank even you. though i was supposed to be running that distance at you know 6.2 miles i ended up running 11 because i i went so i'm not gonna be able to do this all the time so i put in um i put in 42.74 miles this week. That's about right for me too. Um, on a bike? No. I bet I, I bet I've walked probably four miles this week. Yeah? Probably. Four, I said 42. I know. I know. Oh. I walked four. Okay. So, I mean, same thing, right? Yeah, we're like, we're up to like 40, almost 47 combined. <laughs> exactly. See? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. And so now I am, I am just under four miles. Away from breaking the 200 mark on the year. Look at you. So we're getting there. I should have joined that with you. This would have been. You really should good. have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was, like I said, I haven't ran in for years. So, and it's not going to Last happen. time Craig ran was like 1989 from first to third. And I pulled a hamstring. And pulled so. a hamstring. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right. Now I was talking with a couple of our, um, our, our um, volunteers for youth group last night. And, um, they actually suggested that you should run the full marathon with me in October. I, <laughs> Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be great. I would pay to see that. I'd walk it. How long would you think that'd take you? To walk it? You know how long a marathon is? This is 26. 26.2. Yeah, 26. So if you walk a little... You gotta get that point two in there. So you walk like a five miles an hour? 
Ooh, that's that's hefty walking. But yeah, you can do that. You can do it five miles an hour. Five miles an hour. So five miles an hour for let's see, what would that be? It'd be um, just over five hours. Five hours, yeah. Yeah. Uh I'd say six hours you could walk that. You could. You could do it. Oh, I definitely could do it. Walking is fine. Um, I mean, I like to hike. So, uh, I really like to hike and I could, wa- I could hike 20 miles in a day. You know, it's like I, I, I can hike as much as you want. I, I really like, I love hiking because it's up and down. It's like you're using all kinds of things. I love going up hills and, mm-hmm. um, I would rather go up than come down, to be honest with you. Some people are like, I'd rather come down, but I'd rather go up the hills. Yeah. It's easier for me. It is, it is coming down, down is like, whoa, I gotta get my footing it's tough right on, on your this. knees. So, yeah, it's tough it on is. your calves. Yep. yep. So let's do the mammoth march. I don't know what that is. Allie and Alma are doing that. Oh, is it a woman's walk? Uh, no. Okay. No, it's men, women, whatever. Okay. There are actually some people that run it, but it's 20 miles through like the Hocking Hills area. In the hills or, I mean, in the, in the woods or? Yeah, I oh, think. Okay. There, but they say there's a lot of terrain. There is. We, we hiked down there last summer, Anita and I, and it is, it, it parts of it's grueling. Mm-hmm. Parts of it's grueling. So we could there. do a, a challenge like me and you versus Allie and Alma. I bet they'd beat us. I bet they would too. I bet the yeah because I'd end up having to carry you. Oh, see, I was thinking the opposite. Maybe (laughs) I'll bring the coffee. (laughs) You yeah, I'll bring a thermos full of coffee. (laughs) It's like you guys staying hydrated. Yeah, we got black rifle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness! So, anyways, what's you had a a very busy weekend yourself? Did Uh, we? Are you recovered? Are you awake? I am. Somewhat recovered. Um, the we had our grandkids with us. We had four of our grandkids. Ooh. Dustin's brood was uh, with us, and they are eleven, ten, nine, and five. And um, so um, when you're not used to having twenty four seven children in your house, I mean Anita's used to it from dealing with you. Okay, ha ha ha. <laughs> so um, you know it it's just a whole different thing. You know, like last night I texted him like it's so quiet in here. You know, yeah, it's like um. But, um, we had a really good time, but it was, um, you know, one of those things where, um, you just, you, it wears you down. And, and when they I, leave, I know why we had kids when we were oh, younger. So absolutely. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like I see some of my kids, um, like kids, my kids age yeah. and their parents are, yeah, yeah. I, they're a decent amount older than yeah. me. I'm like, Oh, bless your heart. Yeah. So I was, um, like, um, everybody was good though, but I have fun That's with, good. The, with the five-year-old Gabriel because um, I call him Jack Jack, Jack. from uh, like The Incredibles. So yep. yesterday I'd pick him up and be like, laser eyes, Brandon. And he'd be like, <laughs> I really think he may have it in him. I, I do. I think he actually yeah. did laser eye you. <laughs> he, I think he did. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we had a good time. That's good. Um, the first night they were here, they all came in with colds. Mm. God bless America on that, right? And so um, I get that they're coughing and hacking all night long. Literally, mm-hmm. I slept two hours on Friday Ugh. night, and I'm like, these guys coughed all night long. And um, so I told Anita, I was like, man, we got to get sleep for Sunday because we're going to be we we got to get up and talk and lead and and all that. Unbelievably enough, not one of them coughed one time on Saturday night. I think the hand of the Lord was with us. So. Exactly. Uh, but no, we had a really good time and um. Lunch was great at Texas Roadhouse. I saw that. It was fun. So, um, it's great. Davis ate huge steak. Little dude loves, oh man, man. that's great. Yeah. So yeah, we had a really good time. That's good. Tired, but good. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Our, our kids, uh, our two youngest ended up with the flu last week. Mm -hmm. And so that was fun. And, you know, had the funeral that I was, you know, getting ready for on Saturday and technology is nice though, because I was able to stay home and, and right. you know, kind of help Allie with them. But you know, my computer is not the easiest to transport because it's a big desktop, but I was able to take my iPad and, and work from my iPad to prep that and get right. some other stuff together. And so that's, that's pretty nice. So I think I'm going to start working from like coffee shops more now that I know I can do that. Do it. That's the way to go right there. Yeah. Tim Hortons just yeah. right, right there. Exactly. But no, we, uh, they, they are on the men's. All three kids are at school today. So that's, that's a blessing because they were, they were both kind of rough there for a couple right. of days. 
So glad they're feeling better. Thank you. Christian yeah. looked, uh, he, he'd had a, he had a, he's quite a week or he's about a week. Still, right? Well, he had strep last week and then right. leading into this past week ended up with the flu and he took a little longer to rebound. Like Kennedy, she was back to herself pretty quick, but Christian, you could still see it in his eyes. I don't know that he's fully there. I mean, he's right. not contagious, doesn't have a temperature or anything right. like that, but he's still just, we're like, we were all in bed at 830 last night. It's like everybody needs their rest. Everybody needs their sleep. That sounds like a good plan. It, that's been our last four nights, man. In bed by 8.30. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. It is. Were you in bed by 8.30? I was. Wow. Drink my sleepy time tea and, and now I'm just, you're out. Ready to go. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Had a good day yesterday. And, it was good. Attendance uh, was down, but good day. It was. And good spirit. And love the way people are just talking and, um, you know, talking to people that haven't really talked to a lot. And, um, right. been talking, talked to a couple people yesterday that more than just hi, we just sat and talked for a few and which was really neat to, to do that. But we've got, um, what, uh, two more weeks, uh, left in our series. Um, um, and, um, I got this Sunday, we're talking about baptism and you got the following Sunday, which you're going to end it out. You do. And, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to that actually. I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but this past Sunday we talked about, um, you know, the past and forgetting and it's very, it's, it's, it, I can't explain it. I, I can't explain how much we probably think about the past and how we, uh, we don't forget things and, and things get inside of us and we hold them so close to us. So I start off by asking a question. Do you have a hard time forgetting? Uh, because I think it's hard to forget, don't you? Uh, especially if somebody says something bad about you, they hurt you or uh, something goes down. But I love what the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians 3 verses 13 and 14. He says, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. The word, uh, the words he uses here is, what do you call it? Uh, very poignant. Intentional. I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press to re- I press on to reach the end of the race to receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling me. So this is a big thing right here to do this. So when you look at this, I, I have a feeling that uh, forgetting the past is a priority for the Apostle Paul. Right. I'm not sure of everything that he's trying to forget, but I just riddled, I mean, I just scratched the surface of what that this dude had been through because it, in Acts 14, 19, it says, some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side, meaning they're trying to they sway them. them. Yeah. You see that today a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, they stoned Paul and they dragged him out of town thinking that he was dead. I mean, that's something you would have forget about. You'd be bitter about that. Right. Paul says in, uh, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty five, three times I was beaten with rods. I've never been beaten with a rod. Once I was stoned. Have you ever been stoned? God. Nope. Three times I was shipwrecked. <laughs> and once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. Most generally, if that was the regular Christian community, you know, you just went through that, you know, the, what, those two and a half lines, mm-hmm. we would be like, why God? Why is this happening? Why me? I mean, why? And that's the thing is like, that is actually just a snapshot of what happened. I mean, he was snake bitten. He, yeah. He was, yeah. And then he's put into prison for preaching the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ and the religious leaders are trying to kill him. And I mean, it is just one thing. It never ends for this guy. Right. It just never ends. But then he sits down and he writes in Second Corinthians 4.17, our present troubles are small and they won't last very long. He's putting this into perspective. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them all and will last forever. Yeah. He's... He's amazing. And that's the thing is, you know, Paul is, uh, you're absolutely right. He's putting things into perspective. We're all going to have things that happen in our lives. We all have things in our past that maybe kind of will will creep back into our mind sometimes and get us upset or get us mad or get us sad or get us angry, whatever. And we have to, you know, kind of going back to that first passage you read, you know, forgetting the past and looking forward to what? What lies ahead. Mm -hmm. We have to keep our focus and our, our eyes on on Jesus, you know, and I love that. You know, it must have been a very like in that culture, they must have been big into racing. Um, I'm a, maybe I would have fit in in that culture. I don't know because multiple times Paul, you know, gives that analogy of running a race. You know, and and there's another section where he says, you know, not not everyone who runs the race wins the prize. Well, I mean, isn't there? I mean, wasn't like Olymp like mm-hmm. Olympic games were going yeah, on like correct. in that time? Correct. And, um, yeah. 
Yep. And so, you know, he, he said in that other passage, you know, I can't even remember exactly where it is, but, yeah. you know, not everyone who runs the race wins the prize. So run in a way to which you're going to win the prize. Exactly. And that means, you know, keep your, exactly. your eyes focused um, on what lies ahead, as he said. And so, you know, I love that, though. Our present troubles are small and they won't last very long. So we got to keep our exactly. focus on God and what but he wants to do. The problem is, is we look behind a lot. Correct. We, we look behind and we, we're, it's like, uh, I, I can't remember if I said this in both services, but it's like when you get your car out on Route 4, it's like, are you going to drive your car looking out the windshield or looking in your rearview mirror? Because a lot of people live their Christian life looking in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. They're not looking ahead. They're looking behind. They think they're looking ahead. Right. But right. they're really looking behind. Correct. And um, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you have to be so intentional about this. This is totally up to you. I mean, I really, all these things that we've talked about is you taking a leap. Exactly. You're the one that decides what am I going to do? Yep. And so you have to do this. So I asked a question yesterday. What's, uh, what's in your crawl that has you looking in the past? Because, um, you know, what have you been complaining about? What are you dwelling on? Is it a failure? Is it somebody has mistreated you? Somebody's talked bad about you. Somebody's told a lie about you. Are you carrying around the pride of um, of unforgiveness? Yeah. You know, basically, the, like the old commercial, what's in your wallet? What What's in, what's your, in crawl? your crawl? What are you holding close to you? Yeah. Um, because that that's going to hinder your walk with God. Yeah. Well, and I and I said I said this yesterday, and I believe this because I've I, where I've said you know. I'm going to say this as simply as I can, that uh, Jesus Christ is the answer to all of your life's problems, mm-hmm. and he's the hope for your future. And I've told people that, and I'm telling you, this is what people – and I said, I know some of you are thinking, and I know they are because I've had people tell me this. They'll ask, what else can I do? Right. There's got to be something more than going in prayer and going in God's word and leaning on Jesus Christ. And my answer is, I don't know. Right, because that that takes it out of our hands, and we want to – what can we do? We actually talked about um, that thought right there last night of um at youth group we were in um colossians chapter two the the last part of chapter two and um louis giglio was talking about how religion is all about one word and that's do you know and so you think about the pharisees and, and it was you know what do we have to do to make ourselves look right what do we have to do to make people think that we're this religious, mm-hmm. pious, whatever. And, um, and he said, but the truth is, is that a relationship with Jesus is all about another word mm-hmm. done. It's what he's already done for us. That's a really hard thing for mm-hmm. Christians and churches to get away because a lot of times we think the, the more plates that we spin, the better we look. And right. I, and I don't know why we do that sometimes because mm-hmm. I've, I've actually thought to myself, why are we doing the things that we're doing? Why are right. we spinning so many plates? Why are we doing these 12 things that just seem to bog everybody down? Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're doing them, but their heart's not 100% right. in doing right. them. I'd rather not do anything and people just go into their jobs and into their worlds and into their family and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ than us acting like we got our act together because when you do those things, sometimes you do, like you said, become like a Pharisee because it's all about the doing right, and not about what God and through Christ has already done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we forget that. And um, I think it's vitally important to, 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 to make that switch so hard for Christians and longtime Christians to get this. And, 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 and even if you're sitting here and you're, you're listening to this, you might be like raise an eyebrow. What we're telling you is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes we get so caught up in the doing that we forget what Christ has actually done. Right. And the, the truth is, is that doing isn't always a bad thing. We're not saying that doing things are a bad thing, but why are you doing it? But why are you doing them? You know, I I look back and I I pulled this up. It wasn't really in the outline last night, but I pulled up the section from James Mm -hmm. where he talked about, you know, you, you know, faith without works is dead. You know, I'll show you my, my faith by showing you my good works. It's not the good works that make you nope. right, but because of our faith, because of what God has done, then the things that we do should be a byproduct of that, not vice versa. The things that we do don't make us right with God. They're just a byproduct exactly. of that. And so, you know, I think that goes back to your heart of, okay, where is your relationship with, with God? And, and so, so often I think we, we, and I can speak for myself as well, but just as as Christians, we aren't in a healthy state, mm-hmm. um, in a good, healthy relationship with, with Christ. We're not in our Bible. We're not spending time in prayer. 
but we want to make it look like we're better than we are. And so it's like, well, what, let's go do this. Let's, let's go serve. Let's go this, whatever. Right. Um, but the most important thing is we, we need to make sure that our relationship with God is healthy. And then exactly. when that is, when that is truly healthy, then the other things are going to overflow out exactly. of that too. I mean, if, I can't remember who said this, but, and, I, and I've heard this over the last couple months or so, but, um, if you've got something in your, in your heart, your soul, your mind that's deep in you that is, um, causing you to frown or causing you to be discontented or causing mm-hmm. you to double think, then you need to go to God and you need to figure this out because, um, you need to be free of that. And I, and we carry so many things in our life. Right. And, um, and honestly, you know, the, the whole series of Take a Leap when we've talked about, you know, forgetting the past or casting your cares upon Jesus or living in unity mm-hmm. or, um, grace in the mercy of God and what we can do and forgiveness and right. all that. Um, all those things is literally you taking a blind leap and trusting that mm-hmm. you're trusting God. That he's got this and you're not going to fight it. Right. The problem is, is we still fight it. We, we trust God to a certain degree. Right. We trust God maybe 90%. But let me tell you something. Even if you trust God 99%, you're not trusting him. Exactly. It's like saying, you know, I believe all the Bible except I don't like, I don't like this scripture from James chapter one, verse five. So I'm going to, well, then you really don't believe the Bible because you got to take the right. whole thing. I don't care if it's 99.9999%. Right. It's either you do or you don't. Yep. The Christian faith is not about compromise or this. It's about you taking a leap of faith and trusting God enough to know that this is hard for you to take this leap and God's going to deal with this mm-hmm. and you're not. Right. And this is the hardest thing that I think the Christian community mm-hmm. is ever going to do. It's hard for me. I'm going yep. to be honest with you. I, yep. I have a, I, it's something that I mentally and physically and spiritually have to relinquish to God yeah. and, and, and take a control a thing. every day. It's a control thing. Yeah. You Just know, because like you be released it yesterday yeah. doesn't mean it's going to be right. released that you have to release it every day. Exactly. It'll get easier, yeah. but you got to quit fighting God. Yep. All right, we'll get back on the main trail. Love we kind of rabbit trailed yeah, yeah. there a little bit, but yeah, I love the the Chuck Swindoll. He's been you know, awesome. It, it's all you know. It, it all starts in our mind. He says you sabotage your peace of mind with resentment. Right. Resentment is a thought, and you're the one who entertains those thoughts, and you're responsible for what you think about. Boom. So it's all on on us. It is. And so if we are in that, um, you know, in that. Um, mindset of looking in the past and we're, we're we remember about what that person did to us or what they said to us right. or or the thing that went bad in our lives or the illness that we had or or whatever you know that that point was the you know the this point that changed my marriage or whatever you know exactly. you can insert your situation there if we're looking in the past then we're not relying on god right um because we're allowing that to get in our minds and that's causing resentment and hate and anger and all of those other things and so again that's why Paul says in Philippians 3.13, mm-hmm. I focus, I love that word, focus, mm-hmm. on this one thing, forgetting the past. He's focused. I, this, You know when I read, when I say, when he re, when he says I focus, it means that he is intentional. Yeah, He's intentionally forgetting the past and trusting God right. that he's got this because he's seen God work in his life already. Yep. Even through all the things that he's been through because he's, we already read, you know, later on where, you know, this is only a momentary problem. So he's right. trying to forget this problem. And so I, I told you, I told everybody yesterday, I had somebody a few months ago tell me to turn the page, right? It's time to turn the page and you just have to turn the page. Right. And um, and this is really hard to do. And uh, the problem, I think, sometimes is that the Christian community, whether they want to admit it or not, we, we suffer from the word malice. And a malice is a person who is driven by bitterness and unforgiveness, and they can't get over it. And you know how you know a person's filled with malice? Is they constantly talking about the same thing that's happened, you know, a month ago, four right. months ago, six months ago, 40 years ago, and they just can't seem to get over it. And everything Correct. they do is they talk about it. They're, they're trying to sway people to their side. They just can't stop talking about it. This is what malice is. It's anger, truthfully. Ephesians 4, 31 and 2 says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be 
this is a huge one right here in verse uh, 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Right. I think we forget how much God has forgiven us for. Mm -hmm. So in return, we have to return that. Exactly. But we don't. I'm going to be honest with you. The Christian community is lousy at forgiveness. They stink. Mm -hmm. They, They get an F. They get enough because I've worked in the in the world, yep. and I don't know if it's because of HR departments or I don't know because they've got a chain of command that you go through. Right. But I, I people in the world get get along better than than the the Christian community. I've never seen anything like the Christian community where people get mad at each other. They leave churches and they just won't talk to people and they'll talk bad about people. I've right. never seen anything like it. I mean, you could go into a bar tonight and get in a brawl with somebody. And the next night, you guys are buying each other drinks, right? And you're talking, and you're talking it out. Mm-hmm. Christian community stinks at it because you know why? We we hold on to our hurts. We don't cast our hurts away. We don't. Uh, we we continue to look in the past, but all the while, we're still trying to serve God. We're doing spiritual things, right? But we're not being spiritual, right? Here's what I think happens: is is we give our and, and we've said this over the past few weeks. We give ourselves a free pass. All the time. You know, and we'll point our fingers at somebody else and saying, well, they did this to me and they did this. You know, they shouldn't be like that if they're a Christian. Well, what, what is the Bible saying about me? You know, the Bible says that I shouldn't gossip. The Bible says that I need to put those things in the past. The Bible's, you know, and so we, we're so quick to give ourselves a free yeah, pass are. on, on saying, well, but they hurt me. Okay. Get Big over it. Big Hairy deal. Everybody's right. been hurt. Right. Right. Yep. You've been hurt. I've been hurt. The whole world's been hurt. Yeah, you talk about my running tights all the time, and I go home and cry at night. And dude, that hurts me to watch that. <laughs> right? I'm teasing. I sent him a. It's all in good fun. You you mentioned something about my running tights in a Snapchat a few weeks yeah, ago, right. and just so happened that I just got done running, and he was wearing his tights with my muck boots outside, taking the dog outside. Here's the thing about this, and you guys just need to realize this: rabbit trail. He wears his tights constantly, Do whether not. he's running. Or what? I bet they're on right now. They are not. You want to see? No. (laughs) Exactly. They're not. Neil Donald Wash said this. (laughs) Oh, you got no, you got to go back to the the tree. What about it? You passed the tree, the Manchineal tree. Okay. You know about it? Well, yeah, you told, you told about it yesterday. Yeah, the uh, Manchineal tree is a weird tree. You can look it up. Um, if you eat it, I think they call them apples. They mention how they apples, look like apples because it's like they're about this big around. But if you eat them, it's like immediate death. I mean, it's it's a poisonous um, it's a poisonous fruit. But the manchineal tree um, has sap that comes out of its bark and it has um, sap that comes out of its leaves. If you literally touch it with your skin, you immediately feel like you've been burnt and it blisters up. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, I don't know why this tree was even created. I mean, right? Who would create? I mean, why? Why? That that that's the tree that should have been in in the garden. Exactly. Like Adam and Eve ate it, and they're dead. And God's you like, well, tree, I got to start over. Will die. I got to so, start yeah. over. <laughs> but um, you know, I was like, nobody wants to be around that tree because it doesn't right. brings nothing but pain. And and uh, I think that we as Christians, and I know I've been there too, mm-hmm. that we live like the mansion all tree. Right. Where, uh, the thing, the stuff that's seeping out of us is bitterness and rage and slander and, and malice and, you know, gossip and, mm-hmm. and unforgiveness. And, um, you know, when we get like that, no doubt we need our hearts healed. Mm-hmm. We need our minds healed. We need our souls healed by God. And, um, I don't, I don't want to live like that. No. I, I know that, I know we've all gone through our things. Um, but I, I, I want God's Holy Spirit to convict me to where, I don't live like that, where I'm not seeping that. Right. And trying to put it in like, I'm acting like I got my act together, but I'm still seeping this in my life. Yeah. It's just, I don't want to do that. Exactly. And I that's, I that. wanted you to go back and talk about that because I just think that we as the Church of Christ, as the body of Christ, we've got to get this right. We've got to turn the page. You know, as you said, someone reminded you of that. Um, cause the world's dying, dying and going to hell and we can't get it together. Right. And if they look at us and they're like, wow, we've got it more together than, than them. Why do I even need Jesus exactly. in my life? 100%. And, and so we've got to get it right because we are not setting a good example. We're not witnessing to anybody. We're not winning anybody to Christ by, by holding on to the past, by having, nope. you know, by gossiping, by being, uh, you know, upset by any of that stuff. And so, you know, I thought that that was a really good point with that yep. tree of, you know, no one wants to be around that tree. If we're like that, no one wants to be around us, exactly. nor should they want to be around us. Exactly. 
Neil Donald Walsh. There you go. <laughs> he says, forget the past. It doesn't exist, except in your memory. Drop it. Stop worrying about how you're going to get through tomorrow. Life is going on right here, right now. Pay attention to that. And, right. you know, he's right about that. That's kind of a clear-cut version, I think, of kind of a paraphrase of Philippians 3.13 where Paul says, forgetting the past yep. and looking forward to what lies ahead. Yep. Because here's the problem. You can't move forward hanging on to a hurt of your past. Yeah. It just, trust me. I've lived long enough to mm-hmm. tell you, you can't do it. Right. It, you just exactly. physically can't do it. I love the promise from Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I love that verse. Too. And if we allow God, he will make a way in our wilderness he will create streams in our wasteland. We just have to quit dwelling on the past and, and say, you know what? That's in the past, and I can't do anything about it. I've got to press on, move forward, run the race to win the prize, keep my eyes focused on Jesus Christ. And this is where you take the leap. Exactly. And this is where you take the leap, and you don't know where you're going to land, but you know God's going to catch you. You're not sure how he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. This is where you take the leap. I'm telling you, this this will be the hardest thing that you've ever had to do to open up your hands mm-hmm. and close your eyes and fall face forward into God and not and trusting he's going to catch you. Right. Hardest thing you'll ever do. Yeah. Hardest thing. Um, so we have to forget the past, but I, I told everybody yesterday that God will never forget about you. Correct. And this is the thing I love about God. In Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. I love that. I love that. And the thing I, the thing that I, um, I'm amazed about God is that He knows everything about me. Right. He knows everything about you. He knows your feelings. He knows your thoughts, your weaknesses, your strength, your fears, your worries, your battles, the burdens that you carry. How many times you dip your feet and bathe them? I mean, how many times you primp on your feet? He knows everything he knows about all you. That. I knew everything about that too. So, but he knows everything about you. He knows so it all. You have to block had, me on Snapchat, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But um, the thing I, the thing I think that we forget sometimes is that God is right there. He's always right there with us, and that God has chosen you. You, yeah. you, you, you and I are literally a child of God. And First um, Peter two nine, love that promise. I do too. It's so good. He says, "You are a chosen people. You are a royal priest. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession." Think about that. We are a possession right. of God. He says, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. I love that. Don't don't miss that. As a result, because we're chosen by God, because we're royal priests, because we're God's very own possession, as a result of that, we can show others the goodness of God. And that's the whole thing. And that, I think, is where we, as, as the Church of Christ, drop the ball. Exactly. Because we're too focused on us. Me. To worry about showing others how good God is through our lives, through our words, through our actions, through our deeds. And, and that really is where the rubber meets the road. Exactly. Um, but you have to remember that you're God's possession. Mm -hmm. You also have the power of God living inside of you through the power of his Holy Spirit. Correct. There's really nothing you can't do in his name. Um, I, 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 the thing I wanted everybody to know is that we have to forget the past. God never mm-hmm. forgets about us. And that even when we're straying, when we're wandering, when, 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 we're, when we're not coming to him, that Jesus is the shepherd that we need. And yep. the, the beauty of this is that God has not judged the world yet. Correct. And Jesus truly is a shepherd who is searching for us and mm-hmm. wanting to be with us. Yeah. And so I read Psalm 23, verses 1 and 3, because I think this is a great description of who Jesus is. And then I know this is, you know, a, a psalm, but if you listen to this and try to block out how many times you've heard this and right. read it like the first time, this is amazing. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, you have to look at the definition of shepherd and what that actually means. But he says, I lack nothing, meaning yeah. he's going to give you everything you need. He makes me lie down in green pastures, meaning he's taking care of you. He right. leads me by the still waters, giving you what you need spiritually. He refreshes my soul, again, spiritually. He guides me along the right path for his namesake, meaning that Jesus is, when you give yourself to, mm-hmm. to Christ, he is guiding you to where you need to be. Yep. 
and you have to trust him. It's literally taking a leap to do this. Yep. I love that. That's great. I literally love that. And then um, you read Matthew, and I want to kind of tie all of these verses back together with that First Peter two nine verse that you read about. You know that we read about being a royal priest in God's possession. Um, but in Matthew, Jesus says this. He said, "If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety nine others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than the over the ninety nine that didn't wander away." In the same way, it is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. Mm-hmm. And so I love this idea that, you know, God is our shepherd. He He is leading us. He's going to seek us. We sang, I sang that song during the countdown yesterday, um, Reckless Love by Corey Asbury, and talks about God leaving the 99 to, to find me. Um, but the truth is, is that the shepherd can lead the sheep. The sheep still have to do what? Follow. Still, sheep still have to follow, and 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 so that's as a and that, and this is what what's awesome about the Bible is like this didn't stick out to me until you and I were just talking about this today, um, and I, and I read through this this verse again this morning in that First Peter two nine the end of it said as a result you can show others the goodness of God for what for He called you out of the darkness into His wonderful light, He called us out right. of the darkness into His wonderful light. He gave us that option, right. but what do we have to do? We have to leave that darkness and follow him into the wonderful light. Exactly. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. We still have to what? Follow him. We have to follow him for him to be able to refresh our souls. And not um, just follow him conveniently and not just follow him when I want to. we got to follow him. It's, it's, it's full it's, obedience. Yeah. It's a full obedience. It's taking a leap that I... I trust God enough to yeah. to shepherd me. I I trust Jesus as my shepherd. Right. That he's going to lead me to where I need to go and I'm going to follow him. Yeah. Blindly. Can I just say blindly? Mhm. That's what you have to do. But so often we're like, yeah, you know what? Times aren't that that great right now, so I'll follow God right now and then right. when times get better it's like, oh, Oh, look at that patch of grass over there. That's nice. Let's go check that out. Right. And then we wander off, and he's got to leave the 99 to come find us. And so I I know a lot of people, uh, Christians especially, we we feel like that our dreams are shattered, our life has gone south. Um, But you need to realize something that Jesus is waiting for you to follow. Yeah. And he's going to shepherd to what you need to do, where you need to be. And the thing you need to remember is that, again, I've already mentioned this, is that God's not judging you yet. Correct. He's, he's giving us time. To, he's he's patient. giving you time. And Jesus, in fact, in Luke nineteen ten says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. Meaning, he's come to seek and to mm-hmm. save, but he's also come to shepherd you too. And the problem is, I think that we get so caught up in our junk, the way we think, the way it ought to be, you know, our hurts and our despair, and you did this, and you said that, and blah, 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 blah. Right. We, we, we lose touch of where... Jesus needs to be because you have put a shield, almost a a block from from God, from Jesus shepherding you and right. touching that part of your life because you've now taken control of that and you're no longer following. Exactly. And again, you can follow 99% of the time, but if you're not following in that, what does it matter at this point? Right. Yeah, I love the quote from R.C. Sproul. He said, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He's the seeker. We are the ones who are running. And he's right. He's right. Yep. And um, so um, the um, I asked a question yesterday that, um, you know, have you ever lost somebody that you deeply loved who's no mm-hmm. longer here? And the point of me asking that question was, is, um, you know, have you ever loved somebody so much that they're no longer here, but you still think about them? Mm-hmm. And, um, and you may not think about them every day, but you think about right. them quite often. And it could have been a parent, a grandparent, a child. It could be an aunt and uncle. It could be a very close friend. But that person at some time in their life has given you something. It's a right. trinket or a gift or something. But it really means a lot to you. Right. Um, if you were to try to sell it, it nobody would probably buy it. Right. But to you, it's priceless. Like if I offered you $100,000 for it, there's no way you would probably take $100,000 for it. Because right. there's something sentiment, There's a sentimental value um, to that. Uh, you're, you're the person that you love is gone, but you 100%, you know, remember them. I mean, I know right. you got people like oh, that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, but you keep those things as a reminder 
of the love that mm-hmm. you have for them. It's it's a, it's a connection to them, right? I mean, you're still connected, right? And I wanted everybody to know the love that you have for that, that because that, I think everybody can relate to that. Um, that's how much God loves you, mm-hmm. and God loves you so much that He's never going to forget about you. And I read a verse of scripture that touches my heart, like like you would not mm-hmm. believe. And um, it's Psalm fifty six verse eight. And it says, "You keep track of all my sorrows. You've collected all my tears mm-hmm. in your bottle." And you've recorded each one in your book. And, and I got to thinking about this, and, and I think it was um, Chuck Swindoll that was actually talking about I didn't give him props to this yesterday, but he was the one that said, when you were a baby and you cried, when you were an infant, when you were a toddler, when you went to elementary school, when you started dating, when you graduated, when mm-hmm. you first got married, when you got in an argument with your spouse, when somebody passed away, every single time you cried in your mm-hmm. life, God recorded those and he kept those tears in mm-hmm. your bottle. Mm-hmm. That's how much God loves you. Right. This is amazing. This is totally amazing. And, um, you know, he doesn't forget about right. us and he loves us that much. But the point of all that is that God does forget. He does things. forget. Yep. And he forgets your sin. Yep. And in Jeremiah 31 verse 34 it says, I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sin. That's huge. And here's the deal that with that is if God is able to forget our sins, why can't we? Because I, I think that's our biggest holdup from moving past those sins is we get caught up in remembering them or beating ourselves down right. or whatever. And it's like, you know what? God has, you know, we'll read it here in a minute, cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. Mm-hmm. But I just can't seem to let go of that. Exactly. Not to say that there shouldn't be times where we we remember them to make us stronger. Right. You know, but not out of a resentment, right. not out of, a, right. you know. And so, you know, I love that from Micah. 719, he says, once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Right. I've had people say, well, that person did this, well, you know, you know, a year ago. I don't right. think they felt bad enough about it. Right. Well, what's it? You need your business. Exactly. If that person went to God and repented of their sins, God has forgiven it. This is none of your business business and you have no say in this at all mm-hmm. at all yeah and this is why i love you know you already alluded to this psalm 103 verse 11 and 12 for his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth he has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west i mean that's totally opposite direction i would say that is so deep that i, I think a lot of people in the, and this is man i think sometimes and, and i'm guilty of this too but we read the bible and we just read it, and we don't really truly kind of take an in-depth look of what it is really saying. Like this, right. if you and I've used this example for a sermon before. Um, love the Casting Crown song, East to West, and it talks about it's it's from this this verse here. But if you were to walk straight north from this point, and and there was a bridge all the way north, north and south, eventually you're going to hit a point where you're walking south, right? Theoretically, theoretically, right? yeah, physically, yeah. And if you walk, you know, continue to walk that path south, I mean, you're going to get tired eventually. Hope you've, hopefully, you've got some black rifle coffee and some water, but you're going to hit a point where you're then going north. Theoretically, right? theoretically, yeah. But if theoretically, you we're air quotes now. Yeah. Um, if you start walking east, and you continue walking straight east. You're going to always be walking straight east, right? Right. Theoretically, until you turn around and you start walking west, right. And that's the difference. Exactly. Is if you are going that way, you're going to continuously go that way. Yeah. If you're going the east, two will never gonna, collide. they will never collide yes. versus north and south, which will. Theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. Good example. Though. It is. It is. Good so example. it's like, but there, there's so much depth in that of. Yeah, there is. Of that is how far apart God is casting our sins. He forgets them. Exactly. If, if, and this is the big thing, we have to repent of them. Exactly. We have to ask for forgiveness for them for him to forgive us from them. 100%. And if you don't ask for forgiveness, guess what? They, they're literally not forgiving. And, right. and, and, and I used this yesterday and I, I stole this from somebody. I don't know who said this. I heard this years ago. It's like, uh, when your sins are forgiven, God puts a no fishing sign over top of it. It's un, it's never to be touched again. Right. You can't, you can't get in there. But I also mentioned, but you gotta remember that, um, Somebody in your life who doesn't like you, 
might try to go fishing there and they might try to dredge it up. Oh, you remember what he did? Mm-hmm. Remember what he said? Remember how he reacted? Yep. Remember what he, how he treated me? And so that is bringing that back up of what has already been forgiven. Exactly. So it's going to be really hard for you not to get involved in that. And you just say, you know what? I've been forgiven for that. This is on you. This right. is none of your business. And that's the thing. It doesn't make what you did or what you said no. right. No. But guess what? You can't change it. You and can. if you've asked for forgiveness, it's over. It's over. So don't let Satan use anybody to bring you back there. Yeah. And so that's what you ask the question. When does God forget your sin? Right when after we you ask confess for it. Yep. Yep. If you are First uh, John 7 through 9. First John 1, 7 through 9. <laughs> if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But here it is. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. It's a good verse. But we have to confess them. But we have to confess We have them. to acknowledge that, yes, this – and I've, we've had this discussion. You know, I think we've, we've – um, glossed over sin and it's like in our culture today it's like well they just made a boo-boo or they made a mistake no we've got to go get back to the biblical terminology and call sin Mm -hmm, a sin mm -hmm. no i i sinned and it's tough to admit that you sinned but sometimes we when we do we have to admit it well you you can get you can stand up and preach about what sin is and what god has already declared sin and you got literally 50 percent of the uh christian community mad at you for delivering what god has already said in his word and they act like that you're the one that made it up that's what read your bible and they're and they're and they're peeved because you get up and talk about you know this or that or whatever and um and so people leave churches over that they get mad they get disgruntled i'm going to go somewhere where you're not so you know hellfire and brimstone why is it hellfire and brimstone if i'm already talking about what god has already said this is sin we're not making this stuff up you know why would we do that i mean we're we're only trying to tell you what god's word says so exactly and and i think the thing that is that i think that we have to just take a leap to confess our sins to god Mm mm-hmm it's a big leap. Yeah, it's not easy because we we don't like to self evaluate in, right. in the in the spiritual realm. Yeah. But if they're not confessed, they're not forgiven. Right. And the truth is, is that you know God is God wants as many people yes, as He, he does. can, um, and He wants to, you know He's giving us time. He's giving the world time for Second Peter three nine. The Lord isn't really being Good slow. Uh, exactly. The Lord really isn't being slow about His promise, as some people think. No. He's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. So don't ever believe the lie that God's out to get you. Right. He, if they're like, we're, we had yesterday was Sunday. Today's Monday. The reason there's a Monday is because God is giving everybody another chance to repent of their sins. Exactly. And the only reason we have a Tuesday is not for you to go to work and not for you to go out to eat or whatever. It's because God has given the world another chance for Mm -hmm. somebody someplace to repent of their sins and come to him. Exactly. This is the way. Folks, everything is spiritual. Right. Everything. 100%. And God will not forgive or forget until you and I acknowledge him and repent of our sins. Yep. Um, and then it's over. Yeah. How about Billy Graham? It's a good quote. When God forgives us and purifies us of our sin, he also forgets it. Forgiveness results in God dropping the charges against us. That is a great mm-hmm. mental picture right there. Yep. And... um I just think that it's time for us to um, confess our sins. Even if you're, right. even if you, even if you've never been baptized, you know what I mean, and never confess your sins, do that. And even if you're a Christian, I- I'm telling you, there's uh, Christians coming to church every week. We live our life every day with unconfessed sin. We hold bitterness and rage and malice and unforgiveness, and we gossip and we slander and we lie and we and and. And this is the tragedy of it all. We give ourselves a free pass on this because, you know, again, we make excuses up because this is right. why we're doing what right. we're doing. Right. But you have to not do that. Yeah. And you asked be a big leap. You asked me a question last week, and you you remember what it was? No. I mean, it was one of the many questions oh, I'm sure gosh. you asked me. But you you walked in my office last week and you said, "Okay, I've got a question. Do you think you sin every day?" You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Maybe not physically, maybe mentally, maybe with something that I think, something that I say, you know, even if it's just between me and Allie, 
and it's it's not glorifying to God, that's a sin. And you said, you know, absolutely. But I think a lot of the Christian community, not just talking about here, but just as a whole, across the Christian the community across the board, they don't feel like they sin. You know, I don't murder. I, I don't, you know, commit adultery. I don't, you know, whatever, insert the big sins. Isn't that the issue, was the issue with the Pharisees, though? Exactly. They they didn't think they did anything wrong. Right. I mean. And so that's that's where we have to acknowledge you know, and quit giving ourselves a free pass on things like gossip, on things like, you know, just, again, j- just being rude to somebody because of whatever. Right. Um, you know, and so we have to quit giving ourselves a free pass of, or even things that's like, well, no one else, no one else knows that. Right. You know, no one else. Right. That, that's just between me. I, I'm the only one that, well, yeah, somebody else does know that. I did something a few weeks ago, and uh, are you confessing a sin right now? I am. I okay. did something a few weeks ago where I was like, I wanted to keep track of all my thoughts, random, if I possibly could, and right? Th- the thought patterns that I had that were not godly, and um, I know this is not going to astound you because I'm I'm really not, um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm not a great person sometimes. I am a sinner. By the grace of God, mm-hmm. my sins have been forgiven. And so I absolutely love God for that. But I, I, I kept track. And every time I had a thought, a, a malice thought, a thought of um, bitterness or a thought of unforgiveness or things like that, I literally went to God and I prayed. Right. Guess how many times I did that? I'm not going to have you guess. I'll just tell you. For the for for the time that it was like I did started doing this at 9 in the morning and I went to about 6 at night, 37 times. I was going to say 28 37 times. Immediately when I caught myself, I went to God and I checked it. I did. I just checked it off. I, yep. I did one, two, three, and then the slash mark for five. Yep. And I was like, I, at one time it was like 22 and I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Right. So when it goes back to the, um, the mm-hmm. quote that Chuck Swindoll mm-hmm. said. And this is why I threw this in here because, um, he said, you, again, I'm going to, I'm going to read this. I know we already said this, but he said, you sabotage your peace of mind with resentment. Resentment is a thought and you're the one who maintains those thoughts and you're responsible for what you think about. Right. And so there's a whole bunch of prayers and forgiveness of sin because I realized at that point, this is me. This is how I'm thinking. This, nobody else is forcing me to do this. This is on my own. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in me to get over this. Right. And, um, it, it worked. And, mm-hmm. um, I was intentional. Let me tell you how hard it is to be intentional for that for that nine hour period of time. It's hard. It is extremely hard because you have to watch everything about yourself. Because you know what, you will let yourself go. Oh, exactly. You let yourself go. Yep. Um, closed up with a verse yesterday. One of my favorites. I'll let you read it then. I actually have Hebrews twelve one printed on my road ID here. That if I'm out running and somebody hits me and I get shoved you in a run. I, I do from time okay, to time. I didn't know that. But that way, if I get shoved in a ditch, there's phone numbers here so they can call. I should put your number on there. Like You should. Hey, um, this guy's in the ditch. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> Was he wearing his doofus shoes? <laughs> is that why he's in the ditch? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I love this because this is, again, you said the word intentional. Okay. This takes intentionality. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, and here's what take what takes us being intentional let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up we we have to be intentional of saying Mm -hmm. you know what i am casting that off going back to last week of of casting that net i'm getting that away from me we have cast it we have to yes cast it we have to strip that off um especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race oh man i don't have it all no way. No, yeah, it gets cut Did off it get on mine. Off? It gets blocked off on mine. Uh, let us run with Ray, uh, run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And I love this next part yep. in verse two because how do we do all this? We do this by keeping our eyes on who? Jesus. Jesus. The champion who initiates and he perfects our faith. Mm-hmm. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So good. So. You do everything by keeping your eyes on Jesus. Yep. And I closed out by just keep your eyes on Jesus. This is what Paul did. 
This is why he could forget the past. He wasn't focused on the past. His eyes were on Jesus Christ, and he wasn't watching the things in front of him right. or the things behind him that mm-hmm. distracted him. He's keeping his eyes on Jesus. Exactly. Hard. I'm telling you, this is hard to do. Mm-hmm. If you can do this, you're my hero. Right. And I believe you can do this with the power of God in your life. So Exactly. Good anyway. stuff. Yeah, so we're on the next week. We're talking baptism, baptism this coming Sunday. So going to talk about what it actually means and what biblical baptism is. So I hope you guys join us. And if you've thought about being baptized, this is the time to let us know. We'd That's love right. to talk to you um, about that. So yep. um, got the uh, What We Believe coming up uh, this coming Sunday. Yep. This is the third. It's going to be March 3rd, 17th, and 10th. 10th and 17th. It's during the 1030 hour on Sunday morning in the Fellowship Hall, the block office spot. Yep. And uh, it's for three weeks. If you haven't signed up, we'd love to have you join us. You can sign in at richwood.church forward slash sign up. Mm-hmm. So and that way they, they have enough materials exactly. for everybody. Yep. Exactly. Pizza with the staff, April 14th mm-hmm. at noon. That's mm-hmm. going to be um, after second service. That's just a time for anybody who's newer with us over the past few years, past mm-hmm. couple years, mm-hmm. that um, haven't attended a pizza with the staff just to get to know the staff, know our roles, um, and um, kind of maybe ask us questions, kind of see how, how, things, how yep. things go on. Exactly. Don't forget, um, in a couple of weeks, uh, we got a uh, night of prayer coming mm-hmm. up. That's going to be on, um, March the 12th yep. at six o'clock in the, um, sanctuary. And remember, um, time just goes forward. I mean, mm, on the 10th. On yep. the 10th well, so. the ninth, 10th. Yeah. So yeah. So that'll be nice. It'd be light. I light. love you for that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I didn't do time change. I never no, but you never up. preach time change. There's a reason for that. The Holy Spirit leads me not I'll, to. I'll be, so I'll be the cranky one. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if we keep going to bed at 8.30, I should be fine. Yeah, you should be. That's 9.30. Right. Body time. Or, yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 So hope you have a great day. Thanks. You too. Hope you have a nice, sunshiny, 60-degree weather day and going out and get your nails done. I am not getting my nails done, but I think I will swing into the coffee hall and grab me a coffee. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Yeah. So you have a good day as well. You I go will. get recovered from those grandkids. Oh, it's I will. Be fun. I'm, it, it, I'm on the I'm on the road to recovery. Already miss them. Good, good for you. The road to recovery. Just for the that's a good sermon series title. It is a good sermon. The series road to title. recovery. There I'll you have go. To think about that. There you go. Sounds good. Well, hey everybody else, thanks for joining us for Grounded. We hope you have a great week as well. Enjoy the warmth that's going to be um, coming, Craig. I well, know you're you're looking forward to that. I am. Yeah. So have a great week, everybody. Bye bye. Yeah.